It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. The headline, it reeks of pay to play. Joe Biden and his staff met with Hunter's top business partner at the White House throughout the vice presidency. Joe Biden said that uh, he never had a single meeting with his son about business, which is uh, ridiculous on the face of it, by the way. Honestly, just ridiculous. Seriously, um, bull crap. Visitor logs from the Obama administration revealed that Joe Biden had met with his son, uh, Hunter's top business partner in 2010, Eric Schwerin, former president of Hunter's now-dissolved firm, Rosemont Seneca. Are you ready for this, kids? Made 19 trips to the White House. (laughs) From 2009 to 2015, nine trips including meetings with Biden, his staff, and the staff of Jill Biden. You know, Jill Biden. You know, if you're expecting a cure for cancer from her anytime soon, I'm not thinking it's going to happen because I uh, I just don't think the uh, first lady is uh, not exactly a Mensa club member. You know, maybe that's just me. Maybe it's, you know, whatever. Comes as uh, Hunter uh, faces federal prosecution for tax fraud, money laundering, and illegal foreign lobbying, which, you know. Ted Cruz, it's increasingly obvious that Hunter Biden's business revolved around providing access to his father and the highest levers of power. It reeks of pay to play. No, no, Ted, no. Everybody wants somebody who had to fail their way into Yale and then got out with a cushy, no-show job with his dad for the first, you know, 10 years of his career. And then ultimately became uh, somebody who uh, hustled for money for access. And I know that, but I'm going to tell you honestly, uh, there are a lot of crack-addicted lawyers out there who pick up prostitutes who are really successful. I can't think of any right now, but clearly Ted Cruz is wrong because there is a gigantic gigantic cry for crack addicted absolutely irresponsible spoiled children who uh pay for prostitutes that i don't i don't understand where ted is getting this i really it's just crazy here's another quote from ted the clear solution is a special counsel investigation to fairly investigate the disturbing allegations of biden family corruption well do it according to logs uh, this this business person schwerin First arrived at the White House on October 28, 2009. That's like right after the, you know, well, Obama took the White House, moved in to meet with uh, Biden aide Evan Ryan just months after Hunter co-founded Rosemont Seneca. That's kind of weird. Is it kind of coincidental, isn't it there? Then returned February 13, 2010 to meet with Jill Biden's special assistant Meg Campbell. And in the same year, he met with Biden and his assistant Michelle Smith. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe just get an autograph, get a selfie, something like that. That year was the year Schwerin wrote in an email to Hunter titled JRB Future Memo that he had gotten in touch with Biden and was eager to talk business. <laughs> According to emails leaked from Hunter's laptop, your dad just called me. He could use some positive news about his future earnings potential. Wow. Wow. Later that year, Hunter was in Hong Kong with Chinese tycoon Che Feng, the son-in-law of a high-ranking Chinese government official. By 2013, Hunter had formed his BGR Partners firm with 
Chinese businessman Jonathan Lee just as Schwerin made additional visits to the White House. Huh, weird, weird, weird. To meet Biden assistant Kathy Chung and Biden's director of administration, Faisal Amin. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson said the press should be asking why Hunter Biden's business associates like Eric Schwerin had that privilege and were given access to the Obama White House. This is additional evidence that Joe Biden lied when he said he never discussed Hunter's foreign business dealings. No, it's all about selfies and, you know, you know, the, you know, the Easter egg roll. Earlier this month, a grand jury heard from a witness who was asked about the identity of the big guy mentioned in an email Discussing a potential business deal with a Chinese firm. It stems from March 2017 email discussing a joint venture uh, venture with now defunct Chinese company CEFC, China Energy Company. A former Hunter Biden associate previously claimed the phrase big guy referred to Biden himself, sparking calls for him to face a conspiracy probe. I believe that person was uh, Tony Bobolinsky. He has always denied any allegations of wrongdoing with Hunter facing questions about why he was accepting work from energy firms despite no knowledge of the uh, of the area. It's kind of weird. Like Barisma, he was paid $83,333 a month to sit on a board. Invoices on his uh, abandoned laptop show until he stepped down 2019 as his father's presidential candidacy gained steam and they realized they had the infrastructure to steal the election. I just threw that in there. So there you go. There's that. And then, oh, oh, the Secret Service is uh, claiming they have no records of visitors to Biden's Delaware homes. Kind of weird that way. Kind of weird that way. The Secret Service has kept no records of who visits Joe Biden when he's away from Washington. It is either of his Delaware homes. He's got three of them, by the way, on a senator's salary. Uh, He spent 25% of his uh, presidency stationed at his Delaware homes, which consists of him making personal time and also conducting official and unofficial business. Kind of weird. Uh, Peter Schweizer was uh, was on TV this weekend talking to Maria Bartiromo about uh, the left beginning to abandon Joe Biden. Uh, part of this is his ungodly unpopularity. Part of it is that he's a terrible, terrible president, terrible candidate, didn't win. Uh, he didn't get 81 million votes. I just threw those in there because I know they're true because uh, I've done my research. But here's Peter Schweizer talking about uh, Joe Biden's problems. Is, uh, we have in the background of all of this uh, the simple fact that, you know, the Democratic establishment to a certain extent seems to be turning on Joe Biden. I think it's a reflection on his low poll numbers, the fact that he's dragging down the ticket. And we want to believe... He's pegging out the suckometer. ...that these decisions about American justice and the role of the Attorney General is going to be made on the merits of the law. Uh, but Joe Biden is not... Not, you know, the rock star of the Democratic Party right now, and I'm sure there are certain elements... Unless you like really old, senile rock stars. ...that would just assume that he leave the stage at some point, uh, even if that leads us uh, with the vice president in... Do you think things are getting that desperate that we really want, anybody really wants Kamala Harris as the president? ...charge. Peter, you also cite multiple instances of Joe having off-the-books meetings with Chinese officials. What is that all about? In Obama's White House. That's just weird. Tell me more about that, because the Secret Service claims that they have no records. They weren't Chinese officials. They were uh, actually a Chinese food place that was bringing food there. Yeah. Uber Eats. of, uh, Of anybody who visits Biden in Delaware, could this be possible? 
Oh, yeah, no, it's, it could be possible in the sense that um, they don't catalog it as they should. Uh, but no, it's very... But other than that, there's nothing to see here. Clear. I mean, there were in the, uh, in the laptop and in the <laughs> other email collections we have from Bevan Cooney and others, I believe Miranda has that collection as well, uh, instances where Chinese officials, this includes CCP officials and businessmen, came to the White House in 2011. That's kind of strange. Uh, and they appear in the White House visitors' logs meeting with certain officials uh, but there's no mention of a meeting with vice president joe biden but if you go back and look that's kind of weird it's like it didn't even exist look at their social media uh and some of their uh web uh statements uh they indicate that they did in fact meet with vice president joe biden it's kind of funny so all these uh, chinese officials go to the white house when barack obama is the president adding further credence that barack obama is the president right now I, I do believe that. I really do. I believe he is in charge right now, 100%. And I have presented uh, several instances that would, I believe, add credence to that. That aside, the uh, the Chinese officials come to the White House. They uh, Nothing on the visitor log shows that he met with Joe Biden, but they go back to China or whatever, and they post on social media, hey, we had a great meeting with Joe Biden today. <laughs> I guess they should have uh, signed a disclaimer. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's just it's just funny. And and meanwhile, here is uh, uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump was uh, well, he was on the stump. I mean, he's technically not running, right? He's he's just on the stump. He's just doing these meetings or these these big rallies on the weekends for bleeps and giggles. Uh, no, he's going to be the candidate anyway. Here is uh, uh, President Trump talking about Joe Biden as a president. What a failure! We've never had anything like this and we have a president right now sadly who has absolutely no idea what the hell is happening he's shaking hands with the air he's walking around somewhat bewildered he did that again this weekend by the way turned around to, to greet somebody nobody was there i'd say it's no good and taking orders from the easter bunny you saw that one no 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 <laughs> You know, the Easter Bunny was a political operative. Yeah. He did a good job, actually. That guy, we should hire that guy. He was very good. Yeah, maybe the uh, tooth fairy will get involved next time. But, uh, you know, Jen Psaki says that uh, despite his incredible failings as the president, and, and America knows it, uh, you know, uh, people have just not been able to see his magic. Do you feel that the president is... Is magic. ...at times frustrated by how he is perceived as his own messenger? He doesn't perceive himself at this point. Like, who am I? That's an interesting question. Look, I think um, every president probably is frustrated at moments when they are not, do not feel like their views, their passions, their policies are being heard and digested. Or when they suck as a president and everybody knows it. There's lots of reasons for that. Um, you know, there are good questions that I'm not, I know this is not a panel about this, but like, are, are long speeches still effective means of communicating with the public? Probably not. No, tweets work much better if you're not banned from Twitter. Right? I mean, we know that because if there's a, mean, a, lo a lot of ways that people digest information. Um, would he like to be traveling a lot more out in the country? We've been talking about this for a while. Yes. And, he's and right now you're... Yeah, but Americans don't want him to travel across the country because they don't like him. And he is. I mean, he's, he's traveling three times this week. And in, in some ways, I look at... And everywhere he's growing... Crowds of hundreds of Trump supporters. There are limitations that have been <laughs> imposed upon him and us because of COVID that I think have not allowed people to see at all times 
what what his magic is. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on a second. This is fantastic. Let's hear this again. There are limitations that have been imposed upon him and us because of COVID <laughs> that I think have not allowed people to see at all times what what his magic is. Okay, so who's uh, uh, nobody's saying his magic? I guess seriously, the you know we just we're not seeing the magic. <laughs> it's just fantastic. We're not seeing the magic. That's the problem. He's doing a fantastic job. We're just not seeing the magic. Do you suppose, do you suppose, on the heels of what I just said about Barack Obama being the actual president of the United States, and over a year ago, Barack Obama saying, fantasizing about how he would like to be the person pulling the strings and have the person who's in charge say what he has to do. Do you suppose, people, that Barack Obama could have been in the bunny suit? Could have been in the bunny suit. What do you think? Which begs the question, what suit is uh, Michelle Obama wearing? I think it's a little bulkier. Anyway, you know, but, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe Barack Obama was in the bunny suit. <laughs> wow. Oh, by the way, uh, Chicago, I had an interesting conversation with a, uh, a gentleman from Chicago uh, talking about how uh, it's just descended into absolute chaos um, in, a, in a number of areas. Duh. And you can thank defunding the police. And defunding the police is a gigantic part of it. And also just the allowance of wholesale destruction of cities. Uh, no, no cash bail. I could go on and on and on. But uh, 35 people shot Friday into Sunday morning across uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Chicago. 35 people were shot. 35 people were shot. First weekend shooting, uh, the, the, the fatal shooting occurred at about 1 o'clock Saturday afternoon. And the gunfire followed a, an argument. Two men were killed in a drive-by shooting um, later in the uh, weekend. 42, one, one of the men was 42, the other one was 48. Which in Chicago is, uh, is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty old. You know, considering that, depending on which which uh, demographic group you belong to, forty five to forty seven years old, that's pretty good. Forty eight years old, that's that's epic. When you look at the uh, number of people who are being killed in major cities around the country, which are largely people of color, uh, usually in their uh, teens and twenties, you you make it to forty two or forty eight. That's uh, that's really doing something. Here is uh, Lori Lightfoot being confronted last week by a UK Daily Mail reporter about uh, why she should be reelected re when she sucks so bad as mayor. Every time you have a press conference, you say crime is down, uh, the economy is booming. Well, that's but not that's not true. But get your question, sir. Across the street, we had a police officer on duty, the victim of a hit and run. We police killings at an all-time high, by the way, this year across the country. We have Michigan Avenue, the magnificent miles now referred to as the mile of fear. The water tower place has thrown the keys back to the lender. They say they don't want wow, to be in wow. Chicago anymore. I haven't been to Chicago in a long time. I really don't want to go back. Real Chicagoans are asking me, how could you possibly even consider running for re-election as mayor of the city of Chicago after all the harm you've caused. It's because I'm a Democrat and I have no shame. Well, I disagree with you fundamentally, um, and I don't think I need to address any and dignify your comments one second. I think you do because you're doing a terrible job, and you can't handle it when you're actually confronted with your failure. With your failure. 
Uh, failure is real, and it's caused by failed policies, and you've failed. There you go. You know, we're talking about this no-cash bail, and, uh, and essentially, and, and there have been uh, uh, Soros-backed prosecutors put in charge around the country, and they're focusing on the wrong things, and they are focusing on releasing criminals from prison, and it's working quite well. A suspect has been charged with the murder of Hiram Hill, the son of a Philadelphia police officer who was murdered in January of this year. This murderer was in court twice in the four days after allegedly shooting Hill, according to court documents. In both cases, the court allowed him to walk free, once after sentencing him to probation for a previous charge, and once after letting him walk free on $10,000 bail for yet another previous unrelated charge. 23-year-old LeVar Turner had turned himself into police and was charged with murder, robbery, and other offenses in connection with the January 21st murder of Hill. An extremely disturbing surveillance video of the murder was released earlier this week, which played the major role in the identification of Turner as a suspect. Amazingly, although police have been searching for Turner for almost three months, he was apparently in custody at least twice, just the four days immediately after the shooting, but was released after lenient treatment from the Philadelphia court system kind of like the subway shooter in new york city that was able to walk freely in new york city for 30 hours and eventually literally had to call the cops and say hey i hear you're looking for me here's where i am unbelievable here is uh, eric adams and eric adams is uh, i don't believe a terribly uh, intelligent human being i'm just gonna say it i don't think he's a terribly intelligent human being but, you know, if you've got a D in front of your name, you can be anybody and get elected in, uh, in New York. And now, he has, for once, actually been doing some things that are kind of productive, saying, for instance, that Black Lives Matter doesn't give a crap about black people, which I've been saying for, I don't know, about six or eight years. He's also met with the families of victims of gun violence, like 12-year-old Kate Lewin, who was shot to death while sitting in a car eating. This is from 60 Minutes this weekend with, uh, with uh, Anderson Cooper. Adams argues that people who attended Black Lives Matter protests over killings by police should be supportive of his efforts to prevent people like Kate Lewin from being gunned down by criminals. Democrats don't like talking about intervention, but we have to lean into the discomfort of the immediate things we must do. Because you can't say Black Lives Matter when a police officer shoots a young person. But does that Black Lives Matter when a 12-year-old baby was shot? Well, dirt! Again, something I've been saying for years, and uh, many in conservative media have been saying the same thing, because it's fairly obvious. You said the, the Democrats don't like to, to talk about that. Why is that? Because it's a heavy lift, and I'll explain why in a second. Because when you talk about intervention, you have to use the term of giving police officers the tools to deal with violence right now. And also, there's a thing called personal responsibility and societal ills. That makes a lot of very liberal Democrats... A little worried. Yes, it does. Because that's Rudy Giuliani language. They have allowed Rudy Giuliani to hijack something that the overwhelming number of people of color want. They no, he didn't uh, hijack anything. He brought it to bear while he was the mayor, and it worked. And idiots like you discarded it. I will tell you 
We want our police. Because you call police racist, and you call this person racist, and you call Rudy Giuliani racist, and everybody's a racist except for you, even though you're the racist. Don't want our police to be abusive. And that is the balance that I know we can do in this in this city. Wow, that's a, quite a revelation. Uh, we don't want police to be abusive. I know. I never would have thought of that before, but I'll write that down. Don't like people, police being abusive. Thank you, sir. Thank you. He delivered that message to police on his first day as mayor at the same precinct house where he says he was beaten as a teenager. There is a covenant that we are establishing. We would give them the tools and the... Here's the problem. There is a societal breakdown in the inner cities of America. I'm not saying that this doesn't exist around the country, but by and large, it exists in the inner cities of America, and it is largely by and against people of color. And it's a result of failed Democrat policies, including the Great Society. And that's why it's a heavy lift, because there's no easy fix. No government check is going to fix it. No government program is going to fix it. There you go. Hey, guys, it's Carson for Gold Co. I don't think I need to explain that we are in some very difficult times right now with Joe Biden as the president. Inflation and interest rates are Biden's only way out of our $28 trillion federal debt. So if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k or savings, your money is at risk all right, learn more about the IRS loophole that thousands of Americans are using to protect their retirement. This is important. Call 855-735-3740. 855-735-3740 to get your free IRS loophole kit. That's right, 855-735-3740. And my friends at Gold Co. will give you up to 10% in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation, taxes, interest rates, bad presidents. Yeah, I said that out loud. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? 855-735-3740. Call now. There's a lot of stuff going on with the food supply chain, including uh, Union Pacific not delivering around 20% of the fertilizer that American farmers need to put their crops in the ground this year. And then also, there are a lot of food processing plants that have burned down suddenly. Now, uh, I am just uh, going to report the news. I'm not going to draw any conclusions about it. But I did say last year that as uh, COVID wanes, the government will need something else. They will need something to take its place as far as fear. It's government fear factor. Now showing. Yeah, government fear factor. And so the next thing I said would be fuel. It's fairly obvious. And then food. And then food. And uh, I think it's just a matter of how bad things get. Right now, am I freaking out? No, I'm not freaking out. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. Uh, do I have two full freezers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I have my Patriot supplies? Yeah, I do. And I don't like saying that. Because uh, I've never been one of those, you know, to, to be prepared for anything. You know, you call preppers, preppers, preppers. I'm not a prepper. I don't have an underground shelter outdoors. But I do make sure that I have plenty of water, toilet paper, paper towels, food in the freezer. And, uh, and now, you know, i got my Patriot supplies. And then, uh, you know, whatever else I need, potable water. Just in case. Because the government can tell you two years ago you can't go to church. Can do just about anything to you. A government that can shut down your business and, and arbitrarily open up another business. And let other business people get filthy, filthy rich during a pandemic while you go broke. 
or a government that says you can't have a number, certain number of people at your home, or a government that says you can't be out walking your dog without a mask on, or a government that says you got to wear a worthless mask wherever you go, and the government that shuts down your schools arbitrarily and forces your children to wear ma- masks when there's no science. I think they can probably get away with anything. Don't you? I'm just saying. Just saying, just saying, just saying. By the way, uh, a majority of Americans say ending the federal mask mandate is a good decision. This according to uh, Rasmussen. Uh, 51% said it's a good decision, while one-third, 34% said it was a bad decision. Opponents are uh, divided along party lines. 72% of Republicans say it's a good decision. 51% of Democrats say it's a bad decision. And you know why they say that? Because the media says crap like this. A lot of people consider her to be a partisan. She basically is one of those people who's tired of wearing a mask and ruled as such. She was deemed not ready for or not qualified for the federal bench by the American Bar. Talking about a judge who got rid of the mask mandate. Association. Mizell received a not qualified rating from the American Bar Association. She was determined to be not qualified by the American Bar Association. Um, This isn't about a pandemic. This is about law. You dimwits. The American Bar Association calling this. It's not about dictating medical policy. It is about upholding the law. Okay. And that just happens to impact the rulings of a medical agency. And you have to be able to challenge federal government agencies on edicts like that. You cannot just take their words at face value. They'll unqualified. Now because this judge. You've got to stay six feet apart from each other. Uh, yeah, that's actually bullcrap. See what I mean? Was rated unqualified. Was rated unqualified to be a judge. It's amazing that a woman with an entire tablecloth around her neck gets to tell us. <laughs> I wonder how these people are qualified to be media figures, because I don't see a lot of talent there. Well, they're going to wear masks. like dressed like a Nissan in a Christmas commercial. Like she was an intern like six years ago. Now she's a federal judge. She got What the hell were you, Joy Reid? At 33 years of age, <laughs> Trump's youngest and probably worst appointment. How simply can one person have <laughs> so much power that is actually an incredible you know you might as well just put body pits by the airports honestly why just cut out the middleman why even bother to have them go to the hospital and die they could just die there in the airport from flying on a plane because everybody was not wearing a mask and covid is going to kill them all right in that case and then i I already played a little bit from this doofus the mayor of uh, new york city uh, Eric Adams, uh, despite everything else, and despite the fact that children are very rarely afflicted or hospitalized because of COVID, he's going to keep that five and under mask mandate going. Federal judges ruled that Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, they can't require masks on airplanes and other transport. You think it's a mistake to not require masks on, on planes, on trains, and in automobiles, high traffic areas? Yes. <laughs> I think it's a huge mistake not to require We're still requiring it in our subway system and on our buses. Okay, why, why is it a huge mistake? Why is it a huge mistake? The mask mandate was repealed last, what, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, something like that? Uh, has there been a giant outbreak of COVID cases? Because if, in fact, all of the masks mandates, all of the masks were taken off on public transportation, buses, 
uh, Uber drivers uh, in, in uh, you know, the, the, the driving services uh, and on airplanes. If that were the case, if this is indeed the deadliest pandemic in the history of mankind, A, it's madness that the mask mandate went away and there should be copious hospitalizations. There should be right now, they should begin to be streaming into hospital emergency rooms, filling up the hospital emergency rooms. Donald Trump's going to have to step in and get two hospital boats uh, going to uh, New York and, uh, and Los Angeles. Oh, I guess that happened and they weren't used. And then also they're going to have to start manufacturing hundreds of thousands of ventilators. And they're going to have to send them to New York City. Like 25,000 ventilators. Oh, wait a minute. Those were never used either. Well, that's kind of a contradiction, Rob. Isn't that kind of a contradiction? Because two years ago, everybody's going to die. We need uh, hospital ships. We need uh, hospital set up. Uh, we need to make a convention center into a hospital. We need to make uh, Central Park into a hospital. We need to have thousands of ventilators, and none of them were used. Are they going to be used now? I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction. Hell's to the no. Not one little bit. Not one little bit. See, because there were no body pits outside a Home Depot. There were no body pits outside of Walmart. There were no body pits at schools around the country when teachers went back to schools to teach children and all of that. It never happened. Did people die of COVID? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got COVID. I was pretty sick. I didn't get vaccinated. Uh, several reasons that I won't get into right now, because it's none of your beeswax. I'm also scared of needles. Anyway, uh, that's, that's uh, you know. So if this bellwether move last week by a uh, irresponsible, unqualified judge uh, happens, then surely they will be calling for the same protocols they did at the beginning of the pandemic, including mandatory masking, uh, hospital ships, uh, including you know mandatory vaccine passports, including, you know, I could go on and on. The overreaction, it has to happen just like it did back then. But wait, it's not going to. Because that was all a load of crap, and so is this. There you go. See how I wrap that up tightly and put a bow on it? <laughs> and you know what else didn't happen? Super spreader events, they didn't happen. You know, we've been playing baseball in front of crowds for over a year now. Never been a super spreader event. Oh, they're outdoors. Oh, no, not really. They're in close proximity. And some people are in luxury boxes, standing in line for beer. And they've been having college basketball games and baseball games and soccer games and MMA fights and the whole deal. And Donald Trump went to an MMA fight, didn't wear a mask and hold, and nobody died. There might have been a few people that died. Uh-huh. COVID exists. But none of the things that they said was going to happen ever happened. Hey, joining us on the phone right now is uh, Trump 2020 senior advisor and Trump 2016 campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, uh, joining us on this Monday morning. Corey, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Thanks for coming on today. Well, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, did you fly at all this weekend? Have you been in the air since the mask mandate was dropped? The truth is, I have. And it was so liberating, to be honest with you. Now, you still have the, the far left who wanted to wear triple and quadruple masks on the plane, so they think they're saving yes. themselves. Not yes. really understanding how this pandemic actually works, that once you're fully vaccinated, the mask doesn't really help you. But that was okay, because I had my kids with me, and uh, we went to another free state. We live in New Hampshire, which is pretty free, but we went down to the school vacation. We went down to Florida to uh. get some sun and uh, to enjoy Governor Ron DeSantis' freedom down there. <laughs> There. We didn't go to Disney, but we went to Florida. <laughs>
Well, you know, I, I, I predicted, you know, last week, if you believe what the left is saying, that there should be a body count in the thousands by now, Corey. I, I'm surprised that you are still breathing today because of the... the well, look, of, of course this is, coming, this is coming. And if you listen to Anthony Fauci, the, the biggest liar in the federal government, he doesn't even want a federal judge to weigh in and say, you guys overstepped your authority. And that Anthony Fauci literally went out and said a federal judge has no right to make decisions as it pertains to healthcare. This is a guy who's been wrong about every pandemic for the last 50 years, has overseen the death of tens of thousands of people, if not hundreds of thousands or millions, over the course of his time at the CDC, and he wants to tell a federal judge what their roles and responsibilities are. Are you kidding me? When does this guy get canned for just being completely incompetent at his job? Well, you know, if this, if this were the case, if a federal judge were not able to make a ruling on a, an edict from a federal agency, then there are no checks and balances, and the CDC can say, go home and kill yourself. I mean, the CDC can say anything if they want to without any oversight from a federal judge. It's ridiculous on the face of it that Anthony Fauci and others are saying that. The media talking heads are saying that. She had no right to do this. Bullcrap. Of course she did. Of course she did. It makes more sense than appointing a, a woman to the Supreme Court who doesn't know what a woman is. You know, doesn't that? <laughs> Here's the other thing. Look, what we heard from Uncle Joe Biden this week, because they pinned him at the, on the airport tarmac in New Hampshire, my home state, when they said, should people wear a mask on a plane? He said, well, that's up to them to decide. Yes. This is the first thing that Joe Biden said that I actually agreed with. Only 15 seconds later does the administration come out and say, Joe, you don't know what you're talking about. We're going to now go and challenge the ruling of the judge. He didn't even know that was coming. This guy doesn't know where he is. He stepped away from the podium and turned around and shook hands with the air. Corey, there's a new story out that uh, Obama administration, uh, their visitor's log showed that Eric Schwerin, former president of Hunter's now dissolved Rosemont Seneca, made 19 trips to the White House from 2009 to 2015 and met with Joe Biden. Now, he says, of course, he had nothing to do with his son's business dealings. I think this is another nail in that coffin. What do you think? I think the only way we're ever going to get to the bottom of this is when Republicans take back the House and the Senate and hold these people accountable for the lies that they perpetuated. But the truth is, the mainstream media has given them cover time and again. And we know that Joe Biden, because we've seen the pictures, met with Hunter Biden's business partners over and over. We know that because Bubulinski told us that. Yes. We know that because we've seen the emails on it. Joe Biden lies about it and the media swears to it. And only after the New York Post... The fourth largest newspaper in America, owned by the same company that owns Fox News, writes this story for 18 months. The media says it's not true until the New York Times finally comes out and says, well, I guess it's true, but you know what? No big deal. There's nothing to see here. We know all of this is true. We know Joe Biden has gotten very rich off of his brother and his son's business dealings, primarily with businesses overseas who have dossiers on these guys that make it look like, you know, they control everything they do. You don't think the Chinese and the Russians have 100% all of the background information on Hunter Biden, his drug habits, where his suppliers are, the fact that he was thrown out of the military. Uh. You know, we know all of that. We know it. And he is a complete risk of national security because of his proximity to the president. Now, I and, and on a very serious and very somber note, 
Corey Lewandowski. Uh, there is going to be a time sometime in the next two, uh, two and a half years that the narrative will, it will have to come out that Joe, I believe that Joe Biden will have to be removed from office. I believe that we're going to wake up one morning, we're going to find out, and it'll be a very somber story that the President of the United States had something happened, whatever, but uh, Kamala Harris has assumed the duties of the uh, the presidency of the United States. That is something that I do believe is a real possibility. I'm not a medical expert, but I've seen his declination. I also saw, remember uh, two weeks ago, he said, I've got one word, and he went and doing a story about Xi Jinping and the Great Wall and all this. I, I just have a feeling we're knocking on the door of this man being removed from office, and it's going to happen. What do you think? Boy, I really hope not, and I'll tell you I why. I know, I know, I don't want to see it either. The day, look, Kamala Harris has been the bigger disaster of the two, and I'm looking at this empirically, right? I'm just looking at what her team is. I look, her chief of staff just quit. She's had massive turnover. What yeah. we know is that she was not ready for prime time. In the primary, she received 1% of the vote. She couldn't even carry her home state of California. The people who know her the best didn't want her to be in higher office. We know that. We have seen the failures. We've seen when she was asked relatively simple questions. What she does is she laughs at those questions because she doesn't have a response. We saw when she was standing next to the president of Poland recently. And then if you do ask her a tough question, she, she plays the race card that the only reason you're asking her that question is because she's black or she's a female. No, we're asking you that because you're the vice president of the United States and you're setting national policy. Her policies are so far to the left that it would be more devastating from an economic uh, disaster if she is the president of the United States, if Joe Biden for some reason has to step down because he's either incapacitated, incapacitated, uh, not fit for office, or if God forbid something happens to him, our country will literally become a disaster zone to the southern border. You are saying that she would be further left than he is? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I don't see how you could drag the country further left than Joe Biden already has. Look, Joe, Joe Biden is the only thing, and I say this, right, that is stopping the far leftists from taking over the AOCs of the world. Because at the end of the day, Joe Biden was a basic moderate. Look, he was a racist and all of those things when he was in the U.S. Senate. We know who he palled around with and, and all the things that he did to, to disparage minorities. We know all of those things. They're all on the record. The media doesn't want to cover them. But we know that he called black male super predators. We know that he passed the criminal justice reform bill, which adversely impacted African-American males. We know all those things. What we know about Kamala Harris is that she gives everybody a pass. The, the worst of the worst, if the indication when she was the attorney general in California is any indication of how she would lead as a president, we should be very afraid. It would make BLM and Antifa mainstays who aren't prosecuted. Don't forget, in the presidential election cycle, her campaign was bailing, literally giving bail money to people who were accused of committing heinous crimes against our country, including you know, destroying police substations, lighting courthouses on fire. She was bailing them out. She is much further to the left. She's much scarier. And truthfully, she's much more dumb than Joe Biden is. Uh, the election of 2000, or 2020, I mean, um, I have my thoughts on it. I'll just go ahead and say it. I think it was stolen. You don't have to respond. I understand. Uh, but I do, I do believe, and the reason I do is because I'm not stupid. That's what I like to say. I have not heard as many lawsuits being threatened by leftists. I've not heard as many as much caterwauling with regard to the election. Is it because the left thinks it's behind us or they realize that there is some truth there? 
Uh, I know we've got the movie 2,000 Mules coming out. That's going to be epic. There are also some things happening in states like Pennsylvania. Where, where do we go from here, Corey? What do you think? There's a couple of things. There's no question there were election irregularities. There's no question about it. Rigged 2020, which is the movie that Citizens United just put out that yep. Donald Trump stars in, talks about this. We know that Mark Zuckerberg unequivocally took $400 million, dumped it into a nonprofit, a 501c3, and then funneled that into organizations and particularly state entities to increase voter turnout in Democrat areas. We know that that occurred. It's, it's, there's no question about it. We know that they did those things under the guise of COVID. What we also know is that these Democrats don't want to go to court because there's something called discovery. And once that discovery is demonstrated, we will see the irregularities. And what's amazing to me is four short years ago, there was a woman who ran for governor in Georgia. Her name is Stacey Abrams. She's now running again. She said the election was stolen from her. She said the election was rigged. She was a Yale-educated African-American, and everyone said, you know what, she's absolutely right. They stole it from her four years ago. She should have been the governor. No, None of the mainstream media came out and chastised her or attacked her. But guess what? As soon as somebody else says it, uh, particularly Donald Trump or anybody on the right, they're chastised, their reputation is destroyed, they're made to seem like conspiracy theorists, and, and that's the difference that the American people have seen. The two tiers of justice system, the way the media reports some things and ignores others, a la the Hunter Biden laptop or ABC, NBC, and CBS, none of them reported on it at all. But the American people have woken up. We've got to wrap things up. I, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to answer this question. It's the number one question that I get from people when I meet them. Are we going to come out of this? Is America going to come back from all of this nonsense? Give me 30 seconds. Go. The short answer is yes. We are a country that is stronger than any one individual. We are the greatest country in the history of the world, and we are going to be stronger at the end of this. And let me say this. I didn't support Joe Biden because I think he was the wrong leader for our times, but I support my country. I want my men and women in uniform to have the resources they need, but I don't want to see my tax dollars wasted. I want to see law and order in our streets, and I want to see election integrity at our ballot boxes. If we have that then regardless of who gets elected, our country will come out on the better end of this thing and we'll be better for it. All right, Corey Lewandowski, great to have you. You're on Fuego today, man. Must have been a weekend in Florida that got you all fired up today. Uh, Thank <laughs> make you sure, so much. You bet. Good, glad to see you on Twitter and Getter as well. Are you on Truth Social? Of course. Boom. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.